Before to start with this episode, I just wanted to remind you that Easy Medical Device do have its own shop now. So don't hesitate to go and to find some templates uh, related to the medical device regulation uh, or uh, also some coaching session that I'm offering. Okay, so let's start now with this episode. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Munir Lazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I'll share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standard today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast, the podcast that helps you to place compliant medical devices on the market. Here is Munir Alazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com. And today, for this February review, we'll check all what happened in February and all what maybe will happen in the future. Okay, so we have to start with that because everybody's talking about that. So we have to start with the coronavirus. So it's not specifically a medical device topic, but Uh, apparently it is because uh, there are a lot of information that are coming from some manufacturers saying that uh, there is some difficulties to supply some products from China because uh, this uh, situation with the virus that happened in China made that there was a lot of uh, companies that stopped to work, uh, put their people in quarantine, just waiting that um, the virus um, is uh, stopping. And this made really a lot of difficulties for some of the manufacturers in Europe uh, because of that. So there are some situations where some manufacturers are even thinking of um, um, having some stop of supplies, having their people in holidays, just waiting that everything like that is going out. But there are also some strange situations, or if I can say, it's that everybody starts to want to sell medical devices <laughs> on the market. But they don't know that there are some rules. So some some people, some people like uh, anybody on that, that that you know, uh, are just deciding from one day to another. Oh, let's uh, sell some face mask or those kind of things. Just a reminder: this is a medical device, so you have to uh, to comply with some medical device rules, uh, and you have to avoid to uh, to uh, to sell, if I can say, some uh, products that are not conform to the regulation or mislabeled. Or um, I have seen some people that said, "Oh, the the mask uh, is already expired in 2014. Um, can I just change the label on it and put 2021?" Uh, so yeah, this is not allowed. So please uh, don't do this kind of thing at the end there is some public health so uh, don't do that one thing that is important is just wash your hand uh, to avoid to touch your face and to do all those things uh, because uh, you can spread the virus just by touching something and then touching your face so wash your hand as a maximum use sanitizer uh, and uh, for your hand and then we hope that everything will be uh, will be uh, will be fine um, so please uh, also consider that What is happening in China will have also some repercussions in some medical device fields like uh, the notified bodies. There are some notified bodies that informed that there will be some delay for some uh, audits. I, we can understand it's like any other company. We are trying to protect uh, the auditors to not uh, get also the virus and then to spread that to other companies also. So it's something that uh, is normal. Uh, so you may also see that. It's really difficult because we had already a shortage on notified bodies uh, for the MDR 
And now with the coronavirus, this will be, if I can say, delaying some audits to happen. So um, we will see what is really the, the situation about that. Next topic, we'll talk about uh, the MDCG uh, committee. So um, in February 2020, there was no new guidance. I checked and there was no new guidance issued. Uh, so there are still a lot that are missing. So no new that happened. And in March 12th, 2020, there will be a new meeting uh, for the MDCG committee and they will talk about a lot of things, but some of the things are, for example, the Udamed state of play. So what is the situation with Udamed? We are really waiting for that because I have a lot of manufacturers that are still continuing to say to me, oh, I have to register my products or my uh, economic operators in Udamed before May uh, 2020. And I say, Udamed is not live, so how can you do that? And they don't really understand this point. So it's, it would be great to have more clarity about that. Uh, don't forget also to go to uh, Richard Julian's uh, trainings. He is now doing a tour. Uh, so check where he is now and try to contact him and ask him when is the next session because I think it's important. And Richard also created some templates or some documents of, that can help you to already start to store your data for Udamed. So when Udamed will be live, you can then directly uh, populate that and, uh, and send that directly to Udamed. Um, so you can go to my website, so easymedicaldevice.com slash shop, and you will find on it uh, some of the templates. So And then you can contact uh, also Richard if you have any question. Um, they will also talk about the notified body situation. Um, I will. I would really like to know what is also the situation. Uh, so I will also sh uh, show you later the the different uh, the situation about notified bodies. How many notified bodies happen uh, to be uh, notified uh, in uh, February? Um, but yeah, what is the situation? Because actually, uh, a lot of people are. In fact, in stress because they don't find notified body. Some people are also asking me, do I need a notified body? So this is also some, some points that we are trying to clarify now with some of the manufacturers. So it's not really, um, uh, if I can say, an easy situation for, for anybody. The last point that I saw on the agenda, which was interesting, is about the guidance related to uh, MDSAP, so MDSAP. Uh, so apparently, maybe the European Union is starting to think about that, how we can also integrate the MDSAP program. I don't know. I'm just assuming from what I see on the agenda, but I would be re really also interested to hear more, uh, more about that. Okay, so now for notified bodies. For notified bodies, so we had in February two new notified bodies. So we had uh, in Norway, the DNV. GL Presafe AS, so it's a big name, uh, so coming from Norway. And we have in Ireland the NSAI, so we were really waiting for this one in Ireland because it's a, it's a famous one, so uh, it was, if I can say, normal that, uh, that he, he get it, but yeah, we were in hope because the process is not so an easy process, so we never know who will pass or not pass. So let's make a count per country. In UK, we still have BSI UK. It depends on Brexit situation by end of December 31st, but we still have uh, BSI UK and they will still continue to be a notified body until end of December, until there is really a clear decision. Maybe after December, but uh, until December for now, December 31st. In Netherlands, we have three notified bodies. In Germany, we have four notified bodies. In Norway, so one notified body. In Italy, one notified body. In Ireland, one notified body. And... For the end, 
zero notified body for France. So I'm still desperate to find something, a notified body for France. So please, please, please make one for France. Um, so as I've said, notified bodies is really, are really important for our industry. They are, uh, you, without that, you cannot place a medical device on market unless you are class one. But this is really important. So um, we are trying to encourage them to, to really be, uh, be accredited for that. But there are some stories about notified bodies. We talked about that also a lot on, on some of our podcasts or some of uh, the, the, the videos that I've made. Is the fact that there are, there are a lot of manufacturers that are now trying to contact some notified bodies and or they don't answer. Or they say they will put them on a waiting list, etc., etc., which is a difficult situation. Um, I have also other stories of manufacturers that are trying now to get MDD certified for some of them, their products, and some notified bodies are raising the price times two, if I can say, uh, to get this certification, which is not really a fair, uh, fair playing, if I can say, with, with that. So the, the the issue is the fact that notified bodies can do whatever they want in terms of pricing if somebody at the end is accepting to pay that so it's it's fine but um, it would be great that yeah we are still remaining with the same price as before when we have small manufacturers with one product that try to put a, a product on the market before date of application uh, the fact to raise the price is not really uh, really fair but it happens so don't be surprised if you see that because it's um, the offer and the demand so they you need more of them than they need you so if I can say so so maybe it's it's, it's why it's happening like that um, Okay, some uh, situation in the USA. So in the USA, we have a lot, lot, lot of guidance that are issued. Uh, and it's really interesting because it's a lot of guidance on some products on things. So it's, it's, uh, it's something that I really encourage you also to go and check, even if you are in Europe, because it can give you also some idea of how you can um, market your products or how you can provide some evidence that your product is, is, uh, is safe and performant. So uh, I will just uh, touch based on two guidance. So we have the guidance related soft uh, hydro if uh, soft hydrophobic daily wear contact lenses so this is a draft guidance so it means that you can go there and you can have your comments so that they can uh, take that into account if, if they want to modify it so it's a draft guidance go check it and provide your comments the second one is a guidance not a draft guidance so it's always already published it's a bone answers so it's mainly for orthopedic um, for the if you are manufacturing bone insurers and you want to submit a 510k there are all the information regarding that so they give you really what information you need to provide all the details so it's a good help if you are specifically on this area um, a last information is that there was a ban uh, announced recently in the US it's about a ban of the electrical stimulation devices. It's the devices that you are using for self-injurious or aggressive behavior people, uh, so many, some psychiatric people sometimes. So the thing is the fact that they find that it has no real um, effect or uh, it was not really um, performing as expected. So it's, you, you know, it's mainly, I think, those uh, devices that you see on the movies when they are putting that on the head of the people to uh, to have some electrical uh, effect on them um, but yeah apparently there is a ban now so uh, all the devices that are in use will have to stop all the people that are in the middle of um, a treatment can continue until the end but uh, under uh, the supervision of a physician so there are um, as i've said a lot of information in the u.s read to medical devices so it's also a good source of data that you can go and check on fda.gov 
Okay, now let's summarize quickly what happened um, at Easy Medical Device uh, so this uh, this month. So first, uh, yesterday I was uh, two, two last days I was in London, so I was having a, a lecture, a training um, with Topra. So Topra organized a training on design and development of medical devices. It was really a great training. A lot of uh, good topics were mentioned inside. Uh, so I w I had uh, to present uh, the topic of MDR and Brexit, which was really an interesting one because there was a lot of questions, people asking what will happen after uh, the transition period. What is happening now? Are we, are we in Brexit or not? What should we do? And uh, what I mentioned mainly that a lot of things that we are saying is fictional because uh, as soon as we don't have, any, as long as we don't have the information from the UK and Europe, what they will decide, wh whatever we are saying is really fictional. So, but as Eric Volbrecht says, already, always you have to make scenarios. So even if it's fictional, take that into account to prepare already. For example, if we have a full exit of the UK, uh, then you need to have an authorized representative and an importer. Don't wait until December to choose one. Already start now to make your selection, uh, to make your investigation and to find the right one for you. So yeah, it's important to make scenarios. So make scenarios in uh, one way or, or the other. Um, if you are really interested to learn about medical devices, uh, to have really a good training, this one about design and development of medical devices made by Topra was really great. So try to contact Topra to know when is the next session if you really want to participate. Uh, but it provides you really a lot of uh, de detail. Uh, a lot of speakers also are, are coming, specialists on their area. So it's really helping you to get really the right information. Okay, on the podcast, what happened? So we had a few topics uh, discussed. We have the Swixit uh, with uh, Ronald Bumans, where we discussed about the situation in Switzerland. So I remember, I remind you, if you are located in Switzerland, if you are a legal manufacturer in Switzerland and you are selling your products to Europe, actually there is no deal for MDR with Europe. So you have to look for a European representative, uh, European authorized representative and an importer. So look for it now. I mean, don't wait because uh, apparently uh, Switzerland is already saying, uh, take the worst case, we will maybe not have any deal. So you have to, to have that available. Uh, so go back and listen again to the episode with Ronald Bumans uh, about that if you want to get more detail. We also discussed um, just after with um, Eric Volbrecht regarding uh, Brexit. Swixit and also Turkzit, which was uh, something also interesting. So we discussed about Brexit and to say that mainly uh, it's business as usual for now until the data, until the, the transition, the end of the transition period. Uh, and uh, about Turkzit, it's the same situation as Switzerland. So mainly there are uh, there is a renegotiation of the agreement between Europe and Turkey. Uh, and I'm trying to find now somebody to help us to really get some information about what is happening in Turkey also. So be ready for all those political uh, situation where people are really trying to negotiate but it's more political than uh, kind of safety things. So at the end, you are ready to continue to place compliant medical devices on the market. Uh, then what we had, we had the clinical data uh, for low-risk devices uh, with Robert uh, Van Boxtel, uh, which was really interesting, uh, where we are helping you to understand what kind of data you can provide to show that your products, which is a class one, for example, is really uh, low-risk, to show so that the benefits are higher than the risk, etc., etc. So go back and listen to this episode if you are missing some of the clinical data for your products. 
you need clinical data to place your medical device on the market. So you should have that even for class one devices. And last one was, uh, was about how to write your uh, intended purpose uh, with Cesare Magri. So uh, this is also something that is important. If you don't write them correctly, you can change the class of your device. You can uh, have a, a less, I mean, the scope should be, is maybe lower than what you can expect, or it's larger because you are claiming a lot of things that are not really true. So look back at this episode because we had really a great discussion with Cesare. It provides you also uh, a document where you can use it to create your internet purpose uh, with the different steps. So don't hesitate also to go there and look at the show notes and download the documents because uh, I think a lot of manufacturers are not doing that correctly. So if we can help you to do that correctly, it's really great. Um, last point, so mainly we had also some episodes, uh, bonus episodes. This month we specifically uh, focused on economic operators. So we had a series with Eric Volbrecht where we talked about who are your economic operators, who controls your economic operators, what your economic operators should check and also if they need to have a quality management system. We, may, we will maybe have more because I get more and more questions about economic operators. So I will try to, uh, to register more episodes about that. Um, and don't hesitate also to go uh, on my shop. So if you are looking for some templates for your agreements, uh, I created some agreements uh, regarding uh, supplier, distributor, importer, authorized representative. I am also working now with the lawyer to prepare the one for PRRC. So how to appoint your PRRC when it is an external one, like a consultant. So I'm trying to get that also uh, to help you really to, to be on the safe side. Next one is uh, a good exercise that we are doing actually in ATZ Medical Devices, a LinkedIn Live. Uh, so I am trying to invite some people to do some lives with me. So we had some lives like uh, with uh, Stefan Bolanger about uh, quality management system for uh, software devices or for class one devices. Uh, we had also uh, Marcelo Antunes where we talked about the changes to the ISO 14971. Please go there. It was really an interesting one. There was a lot of discussion discussion about uh, if this is a mandatory standard or, or not, it's not harmonized, so should I use it or not, etc, etc. Uh, Marcelo really provided um, excellent information about that, so don't hesitate and go and watch that again. Um, yeah, we had also the one with Ivan Perashamoro about uh, worldwide uh, regulatory affairs and quality worldwide data uh, for 2019. So uh, he provided to us all his database with a lot of graphics to show to us which um, uh, which domain was really interesting for for the people that are using the Medboard uh, database. Uh, what is the best search that happened? Which country is providing the more information, etc., etc. So it was really a lot of data. The only thing is that I had an issue recording that uh, with my license with my uh, provider because I didn't know that um, yeah my license was over so I couldn't uh, I couldn't uh, record that um, so it is still available on my uh, LinkedIn uh, LinkedIn feed so if you go to my LinkedIn uh, all the feeds that I have there is a picture of that or if you go to Easy Medical Device uh, page uh, the page of the of the company uh, then you can go on the feed and you will see that also there uh, so it's the episode with Ivan Perashamoro. So sorry for that. I was expecting to have that on my YouTube channel also, but uh, couldn't uh, get the, the record. Um, then last one, and really a great one, which was about Annex 
products. So you know that with MDR, we have now the Annex 16 products, uh, which are products that are with non-medical purpose. Uh, so Eric Volbrecht and Stefan Bolleninger were with me. Uh, it's like a panel discussion, so I received a lot of questions about Annex 16 products, so I decided to ask them, and then they were answering to me and uh, telling me exactly what they think about that. So it was really a great topic, also great discussion. If you are a manufacturer of those kind of devices, if you go to this episode, you will see everything, you will hear everything that you need to hear regarding that. I suppose it will answer all your questions, but if you still have some questions, please put that put that on the comments uh, under the video. And uh, as soon as I see that, I will uh, or answer or uh, try to get uh, Stefan or uh, Eric to answer. So don't hesitate to do that. Uh, if you have also some other LinkedIn Live that you want me to, to perform uh, with some topics, let me know also. Um, the LinkedIn Live, as I've so what is interesting is the fact that we can uh, make a presentation so we can show some slides and pro we provide you the slides just after uh, with the replay and there is also an interaction so uh, people can ask their question and uh, I can answer to them or we can answer to them uh, which is really a good way if I can say to directly get the question instead of waiting maybe to, to see a comment so don't hesitate if you have some other LinkedIn live topics that you want me to, to prepare I will be really happy to contact the right person or to do it myself if I, if I can Okay. Um, okay, it's the end, I think. So we are. Uh, well, I'm trying to do those kind of review every month, so to see what is what happened. Let me know if you like that. Let, let me know also if it's uh, some interesting information that I'm providing. And um, I remind you that uh, I'm also driving uh, my uh, consultancy company. So if you have any uh, need of a support for uh, MDR, for IVDR, for um, MDSAP, for any any medical device topic, let me know. I can help you, or I can find the consultant that will help you. Uh, because yeah, the objective is really that we help you to place a compliant medical device on the market and for that we need really to uh, to get your uh, your information and uh, all the questions that you have so we can really help you so don't hesitate to contact me at info at easymedicaldevice.com uh, send me just an email and i will try to answer to you as soon as possible and provide you uh, with more detail and we can maybe also have a, a phone chat or video chat so that i can understand better your situation Okay, so thank you for your help, and uh, don't forget to go to uh, subscribe to the to the to the podcast, to the YouTube channel also, and please also provide or share all those information with your colleagues that need to learn more about medical devices, because I think it's really important that we are spreading the message to everybody and that they really understand uh, what is happening with these uh, new revelations, not only Europe but everywhere. So we are trying really to cover everywhere. Okay, great. So thank you very much and I wish you a nice day. Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much.